Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse, Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, all included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite content in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Thanks for listening to the Best of Heard Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd. This is the Best of the Herd with Colin Cowherd on Fox Sports Radio. Ah, back, ready to go, live in Los Angeles. It's The Hurt. Wherever you may be, however you may be listening, thanks for making us part of your day. One hour from now, Colin Wright, Colin Wrong, plenty of both. J-Mac and the fam back from the islands of Hawaii, ready to go. How are things, my friend? Excellent. Love being rested and uh, coming back to a lot of news today, Calvert. A lot. Monster show. Yeah, we got a lot of things. So the big story that broke yesterday afternoon is Odell Beckham signed a one-year deal, a lot of money, $15 million guaranteed. So I reached out to a couple of different executives and said, what do you make of that contract? And it was a lot of LOL and WOW. Wow. So if this gets Lamar back to the table and he gets Lamar happy and back to the Ravens, for a year, it's worth it. Uh, $15 million guaranteed, close to about double what he's worth. Uh, nothing against OBJ. I love him as a number three receiver, but that's paying him like a number one. He's not a number one. Amari Cooper makes $20 million and gives you nine touchdowns and 75 catches and is available. Always. Last year, OBJ didn't play a single game. So it doesn't feel like it's a long-term fix. It feels a little desperate. It feels like basically you gave Lamar a, a cool pre-Christmas present to get him back to the negotiating table. But the Ravens are in a tough spot. It's quarterback league and they don't have one. So, you know, having another kid or buying another house will not fix the marriage. You probably need to work on the marriage. And I think that's Baltimore's issue. They got to work on the marriage between Lamar Jackson and the franchise. He thinks he's worth far more than they're paying him, and the market disagrees, and the Ravens disagree. So the market in any business, I don't care if it's law, football, or tech, the market will dictate how good you are, 
and how valuable you are. And there's no market for Lamar Jackson. In fact, where he's really valuable is Baltimore. And sometimes that is your market. Joe Burrow, Kenny Pickett looks decent. Deshaun Watson's improving. And the AFC is a star quarterback gauntlet. You got to have a guy. So it doesn't really matter too much that there's not a gigantic market. It, it's like you can have a great star that works for a, a movie series or a trilogy, right? Like you have these movies and you have this star. He's not wanted by any other studio, but he's great in your movie. <laughs> so if you want the movie to keep selling tickets and the merch to keep rolling, then you sign your star. And Lamar doesn't have much of a market. We've seen it, but it doesn't really matter because he's what Baltimore needs in the AFC. Maybe if he, they played in the NFC South, it would be different. But Baltimore's got Burrow, and then there's a Josh Allen, and there's a Justin Herbert, and you've, you, know, you start looking around. Here comes Trevor Lawrence. you got to have a dude. And Lamar knows, look around the division, look around the conference. Make me happy. So now I'd like to remind you, the noisiest teams in the NFL last offseason were the Packers, the Broncos, and Arizona all had discouraging seasons. And the year before, the noisiest team was Miami, and they missed the playoffs. And the noisiest team the year before that was Dallas, the Zeke Dak stuff. So noise usually equals disappointment. And I do think a little less of the Ravens today. Um, I mean, they, they make the, the Cowboys these days feel like a monastery. It, they, they are noisy every day of the week. And this is like a present that doesn't really solve the issues in the organization. It makes Lamar happy today, gets him back to the negotiating table, and they've got to have it. I think the bigger picture, though, is is there's a lot of discussion about what's the market for Lamar Jackson, and it doesn't really matter. Baltimore needs him, and they right now currently are not in line for one of the young quarterbacks uh, that's in favor in the NFL draft. So you got to pay Lamar or at least make him happy. For the short term, I think this works, but... Would you be shocked if by week six, OBJ is hurt, Lamar is unhappy, he's got a new contract, and the Ravens are stuck at 500? That wouldn't shock me either. So <clears throat> the NBA playoffs are set. And the NBA has always been about two seasons. Uh, the regular season, stars miss games. It's not as physical. Uh, then you get to the playoffs where it's significantly more physically demanding. Uh, you don't play all the dogs in the league. So right now, the Lakers are on fire against bad teams. LeBron's healthy, AD's healthy, and they've made their way to the play-in game, and they will beat the T-Wolves in the play-in game. That team's falling apart. Uh, and you want to believe, when you look at the Lakers, you want to believe it's magical, but history tells you they cannot win a playoff game and four long series. AD will get hurt. LeBron's in year 20. It's like traveling with young kids in the back seat of a car for a long road trip, and they're all getting along and they're all happy. You know you're just one tantrum for a really quick meltdown. <laughs> you know it's coming, but right now it's all good. And the Lakers are beating bad teams, and LeBron's ankle is good, and AD hasn't crashed to the floor in a while, and we haven't had any situational moments where D'Angelo Russell can melt down and do dumb things. That's why Golden State got rid of him. So they do deserve credit. In fact, it, you know, I got to give Darvin Ham credit. He got a roster that didn't work, and everybody knew it wouldn't work with Westbrook to start the season. And then halfway through the season at the trading deadline, they give him a new roster. And they're engaged. 
and they've won 9 of 11, and LeBron's happy, and Austin Reeves has a role, and they play real defense, and they're very efficient on the defensive end, and they kind of protect the rim, and uh, it's kind of working against bad teams. But something to note, the playoffs become much more physically demanding. Stars are going to play more minutes. The bench shrinks. You're going to need more from AD. And I'm waiting for the meltdown. The kids are all getting along. It's all great. We just stopped for ice cream. But I am waiting for the tantrum in the meltdown, which would be D'Angelo Russell doing something that makes LeBron shake his head in crisis. LeBron re-aggravating his uh, ankle. AD crashing to the floor and can't get up. Now, for the time being, though, Darvin Ham has sort of made it work. They're beating teams they should beat. He was thrown like a curveball at the trading deadline. He was given a roster to start the season as a rookie coach with a big brand that wasn't going to work. And they've moved off it. And it's 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 they're headed to the play-in game. They're going to beat the T-Wolves. Uh, they, they're going to be a tough matchup. I don't think they're built to win four playoff series. But I do think a play-in game in the first series, they'd be a handful. They protect the rim. They move the ball pretty well. Uh they get to the free throw line. They create contact. Um, I mean, yesterday, you know, I watched the entire game. I was flying home from skiing. I watched the entire game, and I'm like, yeah, they're having fun. They're playing hard. They're having fun. Um, you know, there's a lot of teamwork going on. LeBron's totally, utterly engaged. Here's Darvin Ham after. We're just looking forward to the opportunity, starting where we started at early in the year, now where we are, where we find ourselves sitting. We're excited. Uh, the guys are ready to go. You know, we got great synergy in our locker room. Need to clean up our some stuff defensively. Uh, but outside of that, I mean, we're ready to go. Darvin Ham is one of the lowest profile Laker coaches ever. Tip of the cap to him, though. He's leaned into what he does defense. You know, he made the Westbrook thing work. Enough so that Westbrook, viable enough to go to another team. Austin Reeves is undrafted. He's gotten AD to toughen up and play through pain. That's been the knock on AD his entire career. He won't play through pain. He's soft. He's gotten him to be a much harder player. Uh, all of it's gotten a tip of the cap and a nod from LeBron. Uh, it's kind of all working. Everybody does what they do pretty well. Uh, now, playoff basketball is more physically demanding, and it becomes situational half-court basketball, and that's where with D'Angelo Russell, you cross your finger. There's a lot of finger-crossing with the Lakers right now in terms of health and decision-making, but it's been a good two, three weeks, and they deserve credit for that. It's the play-in game next. I will say this. Uh, Clippers-Suns is about as good as a first-round playoff series gets. I'll take the Suns to walk through the Clippers. I also think the experienced Warriors against the inexperienced Kings is a very tasty first-round matchup. I think that probably goes six. I would take, you know what dynasties get. They get the whistle. They know how to manipulate the refs. Golden State's going to get the whistle. They'll manipulate the refs. They'll win a game somewhere on the road in Sacramento. It'll be close. It may go to overtime, and they'll pull it out in six. But I think those in the West are excellent first-round matchups. Uh, as far as the East goes, J-Mac, I kind of feel like we know who's going to be good. Nothing against the Knicks, but Julius Randle's banged up. They don't have the firepower to beat a Cleveland. So I kind of feel like I know who's going to win the first-round matchups. 
Suns Clippers, and I've been a Clipper fan, I think that's a bad matchup without Paul George for the Clips. Yeah, how about Russell Westbrook versus Kevin Durant? This is like the revenge playoffs, right? Uh, D'Angelo Russell revenge series against the Wolves. By the way, not to look too far ahead, did you see Lakers-Grizzlies? Did you see uh, what happened during the regular season? Lakers kind of beat them 2-1, and in the loss, LeBron did not play. Yeah. So not penciling the Lakers in too far ahead, but Colin, it's if if AD can stay healthy, well, it gets exciting. There is luck. I mean, and timing. The Lakers got very lucky facing the T Wolves, who imploded over the weekend. They lost their best wing defender, who punched a wall. He's out. Yeah, best wing defender, and their center Rudy Gobert, who couldn't get along with people in Salt Lake, now can't get along with people in Minneapolis. So they're melting down. So Chris Finch, the coach, has wow. this toxic situation going on that he's got to in 48 hours figure out so the lakers catch you know listen they've had some bad breaks they catch a little bit of a timing break with the t-wolves and all by the way if they play a memphis steven adams is out that's right so adams is out what does that mean huge break for anthony davis because Adams is one of the stronger, more physical interior guys in the entire league. So the Lakers get a little bit of a scheduling break. Memphis is a good team. Again, they can be highly emotional. They don't have a ton. You know, John Morant, a playmaker. But they don't have a ton of consistent, you know, Darvin Ham will dare you to shoot threes, and the Grizzlies have nights they don't shoot them particularly well. So that could be a Laker advantage. Doesn't feel like a lot of upsets happening in the first round. And by the way, just for the record, I know the Kings are higher seed than the Warriors. The Warriors are minus 300 to win the series. I mean, it's significant. I know, listen, this is the way the playoffs work. It's harder for young teams. Yeah. So the Warriors have Clay and Draymond and Steph. And by the way, Gary Payton's an unbelievable defensive player who just in the nick of time can do, go defend De'Aaron Fox, who is their go-to guy late in games. Gary Payton is a one of the best on-ball guard defenders in the league so they warriors shrewdly bring him in a month ago he's got a core issue he gets in shape he's healthy now they can throw him for 24 minutes a night at De'Aaron Fox it's a nice mat the betting markets figured it out warriors got a break old team they don't have to travel it's a bus ride to the game <laughs> warriors got a huge break and also the sun's got a break and the lakers got a break yeah can't wait can't wait be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Don't miss out on any of the NBA playoff action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. 90 seconds, all it takes. Use the code HERD. New customers bet five. That's it. Five bucks and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. That's code heard only on DraftKings. The crown is yours.
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text hope ny four six seven three six nine. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. So I would be known as a golf casual. I'll watch the U.S. Open, the Masters, an occasional Ryder Cup. Um, The Masters is a little too uh, uptight for my taste, but it is beautiful. But I don't watch golf courses for flowers. I watch for golfers. And so when the PGA golfers decided to jettison the tour and take the money from Live Golf, people were outraged. But Patrick Reed sort of polarizing, and now Phil Jackson's always been sort of polarizing, and Brooks Kepka's a little polarizing, and they all took the bag. And then they returned over the weekend, and they were the most interesting part of the Masters. Sorry, they were. John Rahm's great. He's boring. I mean, he's just really a nice guy, and he's boring. Phil Jackson wasn't, and I thought the most compelling part of this, and again, I defended the live golfers. I myself probably would not have taken the money, but it was $200 million for Phil. I get it. Money changes a lot of decisions. Don't get on your high horse. You've never been offered $200 million. You have no idea what you do, and I guarantee you guys, a lot of our family members, wives, and kids would say, take the money from a place with a well-documented relationship with our country for 25 and 30 years and longer. So Phil took the money, and now he doesn't have the adoring crowds, and people crossed their arms at Augusta when he hit that putt and capped off a 7-under 65 at 52 years old. And you know what? You know why he took the bag? Because he didn't like the way the PGA golfers were treated. He didn't want to have to be in the grind and deal with all the pro-am stuff. He wanted to make money, play less, and be treated like the rock star he is. And guess what? That's the best he's ever looked. He was thin. His skin was good. His body looked great. His golf was amazing. He was hitting his putts. He proved his point. And three of the top four golfers were live golfers who all played incredibly well and took the money because they didn't want the grind. It reminds me of Sean McVay, who years ago got people in the NFL upset when he decided to not play any starters in the preseason. He said it was a bunch of hooey. And he was right. The Rams started 8-0, and now none of the good coaches or the good young coaches play any starters in the preseason. It was always dumb. It continues to be dumb. I don't know if I would have taken the money But I'm a golf casual, and according to TV ratings, that's 90% of golf viewers in America. I watch for the golfer. I don't watch for the flowers. I don't watch for the history. I don't give a rip about it. I watch great golfers, and I watch Brooks Kepka, and I was rooting for Brooks, and I was rooting for Phil Mickelson, and I know a lot of you think they're amoral and you don't like them, but you know what? They proved their point. Phil Mickelson has never – I mean, that's as good as an old guy plays golf. 
He's not as grind. He lost a lot of weight. He just looked fantastic. He's a little more humble. He's not as boisterous. He's not as cocky. He doesn't have the adoring crowds that he used to have. I get it. But, uh, you know, everybody in golf freaked out. Villains are good for all sports, including golf. Yes. And I know y'all love the Masters and the Flowers and, oh, it's to, you know what? Phil Mickelson right now, he won by not winning. He proved his point. He doesn't play as much. He took care of his body and his relationship. I saw a quote yesterday. He's like, I'm ready to go on a tear. I'm playing great golf. A lot of guys on that tour at 52 are shot fighters. They are done at 48 years old because of the grind of the tour. In every other sport, we acknowledge that we watch for stars. Golf has convinced people, the PGA has convinced people, we watch for the courses and the history. No, we don't. If you go look at the Masters, the highest ratings have been when Tiger's winning it a bunch of years ago or Phil won it three times when Stars won the tournament. I don't have to love everything about every golfer and their decisions. People got on their high horse, and I actually found myself glued watching Phil Mickelson and Brooks Kepka, who have now become villains on the tour. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Luka Doncic is saying now he, he is happy he'll come back. There's, they, they sat players in the final game. The league's investigating. They could lose a first-round pick. And I want to give you a, I'm going to give you a comparison. I'm going to use four players. I'm going to use Giannis and LeBron and then compare them. And then Luka and Carmelo Anthony. And I think Luka's becoming a little Carmelo Anthony. And let me compare the two. So Carmelo Anthony, one year of college, very young, comes into the league. Luka, European ball, no college here, comes into the league. They're immediately great scorers. And they have some really nice team success early. Don't get along with everybody, but they score. In the NBA, that means you're worshipped. Their offensive games are very refined, very early, very mature. But then after like four years in the league, you do realize that Melo and Luka are never in great shape, won't play any defense, and um, they're kind of stuck in their ways both get very prickly, Carmelo and Luca. When you suggest they should evolve their games a little, but Luca does that high high screen ball centric. It's my ball. You can watch me play offense. He's not changing, and Carmelo, a great mid range shooter, refused to take a step and a half back and shoot a three. My game is my game for both of them, and all of a sudden they're hard to coach and a little prickly, and they can be moody. And teams and GMs try to find the perfect mix for Carmelo and Luca, and they can't, and coaches get fired, and the results are very poor. Now there's LeBron and Giannis, who work well with everybody, right? Like, you can throw LeBron, Kyrie Irving was a bust, he wins a title. Kooky J.R. Smith, they win a title together. You can put him with a player like D. Wade, where they have duplicate games and no center in Miami and Mario Chalmers, and that works. You can give him brittle A.D., and that works. You can give Giannis Chris Middleton. You can give him Drew Holiday, another big Brooke Lopez. They work with everybody. And the difference is LeBron and Giannis, always in great shape, always committed to the defensive end, work well with any teammate. And Luca increasingly is Carmelo, where he just doesn't. 
He's not in great shape. He's not committed on the defensive end. He's kind of prickly. He's got his way, and his way is going to give him 30 points a night, 28 to 32 a night. But when you suggest that maybe he could evolve and be easier to play with, he gets very moody. Um, and I, I, I think, I think Luca's becoming a little bit of Carmelo. You get some team success, an elite score, very refined game, kind of stuck in his ways. The suggestion you could evolve a little and not always be the centerpiece does not go well. Carmelo at one point was offended by who was the guy that was big for a month? Yeah, Jeremy Lin offended him. And, I mean, Luka can't get along with Jalen Brunson that great. Or now Kyrie Irving, which I get. Porzingis had kind of a bounce-back year. Some of the stuff may be on Luka. Some of the stuff wasn't always on everybody except Carmelo. And I understand in this league that offense is what everybody pays attention to. But I'm, I'm watching it here unravel and it's getting worse, not better, and everybody's blaming everybody but Luca. I don't know. I I saw that with I saw that with Carmelo. Great score, team success, kept trying to figure out ways to cover up for his bad defense. George Carl noted never really in great shape. Wouldn't wouldn't evolve his offensive game any because it was so refined. Hey, could you take a step back, Carmelo? No. No, I'm going to shoot here. Hey, um Luca, could you give the ball up occasionally so people just don't at the YMCA stare at you dribbling the air out of the ball? I can, and Carmelo is a Hall of Famer and a top 10 scorer, right? And Luca is great and will be a top 10 scorer. But this is getting worse, right? Carmelo's career started here and then it just did this after a while because he wouldn't evolve. And Luca's career is here. And doesn't it kind of feel like we've plateaued? It's not. Giannis got titles, still playing great, both ends, in shape, everybody wants to play with him, not moody. It is, it is, um, now Luca is saying this about his future in Dallas. I'm happy here, so there's nothing to worry. Something's got to change, you know, uh, for sure. I mean, last year uh, when we went to Western Conference Finals, we were having fun. Uh, you know, the camera, I always talk about the chemistry we had, it was great. Uh, but something's got to change for sure. Oh, it's interesting. Melo got to a Western Conference Finals. Then it plateaued, then it went downhill. Mm. Yeah, something's got to change. They're called mirrors. It could be Luca. A little, kind of. We can keep blaming all the teammates and the coaches. We already moved off one coach. Jason Kidd now in the hot seat. We're going to move off another coach. Bit of a mess in Dallas. What do you get when you combine a three-time manager of the year and a three-time national sports writer of the year? It's the Book of Joe podcast. Hey, this is Tom Verducci from Fox Sports, MLB Network, and Sports Illustrated. And I'm Joe Madden, and we're going to be around to talk a little bit about managerial decisions, playoff games, and what may have occurred in the dugout maybe in the 1980s. I can't wait for this, Joe. We're going to dive into what goes on in the dugout and behind the scenes in Major League Baseball. Cars, wine, whatever else we want to talk about. Listen to the Book Joe podcast on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. 
the Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The 82-game preseason is in the books. It's finally time for the real season. Don't miss out on any of the NBA playoff action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. From the play-in tournament through the finals, DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered with same-game parlays, live betting, odds, boosts, and more. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. The code is HERD. New customers bet five and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. 200. That's code HERD only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Arizona, the Cardinals have been a tire fire uh, the last year. There's the Kyler uh, Murray drama. The Bidwell owner, Steve Keim, left the organization. Uh, now they've got a new coach. It was about their fifth choice, according to reports, a defensive young guy. So Steve Keim, the ex-GM, who I know actually well, I like Steve a lot, was talking um, Green Light with Chris Long. It's a uh, podcast. And he was talking about the Kyler Murray drama, the homework clause, not wanting to do like extra homework and film study. And here's Steve Kime. He's not a bad guy. He's a really good kid, has a good smile, and has a nice way about him. Um, I think it's like anything. Guys have to continue to learn what it's going to take to be great. You know, does does he know what Peyton Manning and Tom Brady know knows what it takes to be great? No. Um does he work? He does work. Um, I think it's just that side of the uh, the game, the, the the film study, the attention to detail part that he can continue to improve upon, and I think he will. Because um, Kyler's a proud guy, man. He doesn't want to he doesn't want to lose, and he doesn't want to um, let people down. Listen, in my professional career, I've never. You're either a grinder or you're not. You're either a worker or you're not. I've never met anybody in 30 years of doing this that had to be incentivized to put in a good day's work and then just became the hardest working guy or gal at, at a workforce. It's never happened once in my career. You either grind or you don't. And a lot of people increasingly don't want to grind. Um, Kyler Murray is, is not a grinder. Now, he didn't have to be in high school and college. He was called the greatest Texas high school quarterback ever, and he used his athletic ability and his natural baseball-slash-football talent and won a lot of games. And uh, so it's very possible that this is not a guy that sits and stares at film study. I had a conversation the other day 
with somebody in the league that you'd be surprised that the more talented athletic quarterbacks in the NFL usually don't do as much film study. It's quarterbacks like Brady and Breeze that know they need film study to succeed. A lot of the great athletes, you'd be surprised if I named them off. I don't want to take shots. It may not be the level of Kyler Murray, but they depend on their athleticism and their natural gifts. But Arizona got trapped, sort of like Baltimore is trapped now, as the NFL, for safety reasons, has made the quarterback position so damn valuable is that it, it's – what are you going to do? It's like having a Ronaldo uh, or a Messi in international soccer. There's no replacing them. What's Arizona supposed to do? You can say what you want about Lamar Jackson not having a market. I said this to start the show, but Baltimore needs him. That's his market. <laughs> Baltimore in that division's fourth place or third without him. So I think 95% of quarterbacks like to be coached, are totally committed. They work mostly very hard on film study not all of them do but you're going to get an occasional Aaron Rodgers or a Kyler Murray who are so uh gifted and so talented and they uh you know go to the beat of their own drummer here they're going to do their own thing and they're not going to be at every non-off-season function or uh they're not going to take as many hits and they're going to do things their way but again this is what the league has created and they created it for an obvious reason because of safety. So they've taken away a lot of the defense and the violence and the hitting where even a guy like Belichick now feels outdated. Sean McDermott uh, kind of reeling. Defensive head coaches that are good. Vic Fangio, Mike Zimmer, too rigid. They're moved to now coordinators. So this is what the sport is, is that the more important, these are just human beings, the more important you make quarterback, the quarterback knows it. Most will still be great guys, but you're going to get some diva and you get diva in international soccer because there's no replacing Ronaldo. Uh, you see this in the NBA for years where, I mean, there's just no replacing, uh, you know, a Michael Jordan or a Kobe Bryant or a Shaq or a LeBron in their prime. And the player knows it. Now, that doesn't mean LeBron doesn't work hard or Kobe didn't work hard, but you're going to get the occasional uh, Shaq didn't want to put in the hours, put on weight, you know, just wasn't as committed as a lot of coaches like. That's okay. You get the great eight years out of him. And then the following eight where he's kind of beat up and not physically ready to play some nights. I like Kyler Murray a lot. And they rolled the dice. He changed the franchise's trajectory. He got him into the playoffs. Uh, but I, I, I just think this is the natural progression for a league that has moved because of safety concerns into a quarterback dominant league. 90% of these guys are going to be great all the time. And ten percent going to have. Yeah, I'm not showing up to OTAs. I just got married. I'll see you in August. Uh, I don't want to sit and watch film all day. I got natural talents. It won everywhere. Kyler Murray can say timeout. State championship in high school, great in college, and I got this franchise to the playoffs. My film study is not the issue. You guys drafting better players that are as good as me is the issue. I get it. It's like Lamar Jackson saying, "All right, roll the dice without me. What are you going to be?" Joe Burrow twice a year, Mike Tomlin twice a year, Deshaun Watson twice a year in the AFC. So I, I think, I, I hope that the NFL does not become the NBA and panders to its stars. Uh, and I don't think it ever will be because the union is so weak, the player union so weak in the NFL that it's really a shield GM coach league. Um, I, that's, you know, I love the NBA, but it can pander. I mean, they, they're trying to have to, you know, jerry-rig stuff to get their stars to play regular season games. 
But I will say is I think you're going to get more of this. And, and that is this, this is why when people criticize a Will Levis for all the buffed, you know, shots in the bathroom, look, look at my gun show. All of that is absolutely legitimate. I will defend teams who will look at Will Levis or a Johnny Manziel or a Baker Mayfield or a Jameis Winston and say, I see a lot of ego. I see a lot of, uh, not a lot of urgency. I saw, I see a lot of, a guy who loves his muscles more than he loves like throwing smart passes in football. So just be comfortable with it. We're going to occasionally get a quarterback with a little toed, but the questions about your attitude and your character are going to be more important than ever. And I think it's absolutely fair. And I've defended Will Levis. I, I think there he was getting brutal criticism. But in the last three weeks, he's done himself no favors. It's a gun show. Dude, you care about film, winning games, or how cool you are? Like, what do you care about? So these questions for these young quarterbacks, I got ripped for years for ripping Johnny Manziel, Baker Mayfield, Jameis Winston, Cam Newton. The character, the work ethic, the decision-making. Because these teams now are like, if you get the wrong guy and you get trapped and you got to pay $55 million bucks to a guy who's really talented but doesn't have the team above self, it's a concern. So, um, And I think Kyler's a massive talent. I think he throws the prettiest ball in the league. I don't think he wants to get hit much anymore. That's okay. He's a small guy. It's a big man sport. But um, I, I, I do worry that in my life I have never heard about somebody who has to be incentivized to work just being a great grinder from that point forward. Want more Herd? The Herd streams 24 hours a day, seven days a week within the iHeartRadio app. Search Herd to listen live or on demand whenever you'd like. Colin right, Colin wrong on a Monday. Plenty of both, and here we go. Where Colin was right. I said KD would be magic immediately for Phoenix, the best plug-and-play guy in the league. They're 8-0 with KD. They haven't lost, and they have a plus-11 net rating in those wins, which is like historically an absurdly high number. Uh, I'm going to take the Suns to get to the Western Conference Finals and to mow down the Clippers in five. In eight games, what did I say about KD? Everywhere he goes, functional or dysfunctional, he gives you 27 a night. What is he averaging for Phoenix? 26, shooting 57% from the floor. I didn't get the doubters. He was exactly what they needed, which was length and another shot maker. They didn't need somebody with the ball. He doesn't need it. They didn't need a great leader. Chris Paul and Monty Williams could do that. He is perfect for what ailed Phoenix, and he's been everything we told you he would be. Where Colin was wrong. OBJ for $15 million guaranteed for a year? That is double what I thought he was worth. It's double what I was told he was worth. Uh, the people around the league I trust saw him as a two or a three receiver, but not a one at this point in his career. He's missed 20 games in two years. I would love to have him on my team, but $15 million guaranteed. Alan Lazard only got $22 million guaranteed, and that's for four years. This is one year. But the Ravens love their old wide receivers. They're paying them like a 1 or a 1A, and uh, I'm wrong. Where Colin was right. Uh, the NBA clearly listens to the show. They are going to enact a 65-game minimum for players to win awards. This is something we suggested a year ago. You've got to figure out a way. It's the hole in the NBA right now to activate stars to play. Now, there's so much money now in their social, their shoes, and their game checks. 
you know, most of these guys don't care, but awards mean something. Embiid would like to win an MVP. It is part of your legacy. And so the NBA is doing what we suggested. It's a smart move. It's a start. It may not solve it completely, but it's, you know, they're creating a little inertia, pushing it forward, trying to activate these stars to play more big games. Where Colin was wrong. I said when Kyrie Irving came to the Mavericks, they would not be a championship team. They would be bad defensively. I was right there, but I was wrong on I didn't think it would unravel this quickly, and I appreciated the aggressiveness and the swing by Mark Cuban, but they're the 11th team in the West. What a mess. It unraveled quickly. Now, I will say, I don't think Kyrie helped. I don't think it's all Kyrie, Porzingis, Jalen Brunson, Kyrie Irving, uh, Luca has a way he plays. It's Carmelo Anthony. I'm not moving for you. This is what I do. I'm not in great shape. I don't commit on the defensive end. And uh, Kyrie will get all the blame. But I didn't think it would unravel this quickly. Where Colin was right. The betting markets are on our side. Bryce Young is now almost a pick to be the number one pick in the NFL draft. It was a heavy C.J. Stroud lean. And we said over the last week to two weeks, you wouldn't trade DJ Moore and all those picks for the second most naturally gifted quarterback. If you're making all those moves, you're moving for the no doubt about it, most refined, winningest, most dependable, most agile, and arguably most accurate quarterback. Like Bryce Young isn't big enough. Bryce Young has some issues, but in terms of like polish, ready to play today, leadership, pocket awareness, Bryce Young's the guy, and the betting markets now have it almost to pick him. Where Colin was wrong. Well, an AD has emerged that I never saw, thought I would see. Tough, resilient, playing hurt, dependable. Uh, you know, I've, I've said with Anthony Davis, I just hope he plays well in the playoffs so they can move him. Uh, I've always questioned his toughness, not his talent. I think he's a top 7-8 player in the league, but he's played through pain. Uh, he's pretty consistent. Um, he's always been an excellent rim protector, almost unstoppable down low. Big advantage if they play Memphis. Steven Adams is out. So they've won 9 of 11, mostly beating bad teams. But my knock on AD was the toughness part, the consistent part, the playing through pain part. You have to in pro sports, and now he is. Where Colin was right. I love Tiger Woods, but him playing now is pretty much ceremonial. It's over. It's done forever. Like the last seven years outside of that Masters win a few years back has been sad. He, his, his caddy acknowledged he needed a cart if he had to finish. Uh, he could barely made the cut. We've got to come to terms with Tiger is the greater golfer than Phil Mickelson. Tiger had the greater career than Phil Mickelson. But Phil Mickelson is in a much better space at the end of his career. Sort of like Michael was greater than LeBron to most and had this meteoric six, seven years, but LeBron's aging very well. You watch Phil this weekend and you watch Tiger. Like it's been over for Tiger for like just sloppy, sad, and ugly. And I'm a Tiger fan, but right now we got to let it go. Ceremonial is what he is in these big events. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. 
Um, Colin Wright, Colin Wrong on a Monday. Let's bring in Dan Wojcik, covers the Lakers, beat writer for the LA Times, previously covered the Clippers, covered the NBA for nearly a decade. Clippers, Chargers, a lot of teams in Los Angeles. Uh, great to see you. So, you know, we, we talked about the Lakers. Is They are beating some bad teams, but they're still winning. So winning is winning. Uh, and, I, and I compared it earlier to when you travel on a trip with a bunch of kids in the backseat. They're laughing in the back seat and they're having a good time, but you have six miles to go, six six hours to go on the road trip, and you know you're one tantrum away from having to pull over and 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 like it from it imploding. And I I'm sitting there watching the Lakers and I'm like, these are bad teams, and AD is healthy, and LeBron has not reaggravated his foot. But part of me thinks, Dan, you can't go a playing game in four series with this group. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that there is that feeling, right? Because when the biggest thing that's out there is health. That is, and LeBron has acknowledged it. Anthony Davis has acknowledged it. Like everybody knows it, right? That they have to stay healthy. Well, it's been two years since they've been healthy. They've been in the same position at the end of each season, and and this might actually be the healthiest they've been since they won their title at the end of a year. And they're not that healthy, you know. I, I mean, I think LeBron is still working through stuff. You know, a torn tendon in his foot. Thank God for the LeBron James of, of feet, who was able to to to, yes. to do the magic on uh, on that. Uh, on his paw down there. But I think, you know, AD has been a guy who's been pretty durable here down the stretch. But, I mean, there's always that fear. Um, he hit the deck in Minnesota, um, you know, a couple weeks ago. And I remember seeing it. And, you know, he rolled his ankle. I thought it was, okay, well, that's it. You know, like you just, you see that happen and you're just like, okay, well, there it is. And, and because their margins are thin, I will say, one of the things about this Lakers team and this version of it and what they've done since the Russell Westbrook trade is they? I mean, this group hasn't played with LeBron James a lot, right? Like they have dealt with an injury, and they've been pretty good without him. Yeah. Um. They've won some games. They have yeah. beat some good teams, and there, you know, there are wins over the Warriors. There's wins over New Orleans. No. Um. You know, they won at Minnesota in a tough game. Um. That and then may have been, and, that may have been their, one of their best wins of the yeah, year. Yeah. And, and then they, you know, and and then they kind of took care of the business they need to take care of. They've they haven't played very well in this last week, and and to me, that's the big question for them as they go into this playing game and as they, you know, hopefully move into the postseason for them is like they've been in playoff mode basically since the all-star break, you know, Steve Kerr at that time, I remember talking to him and he, he called it like, we're all in a sprint and the Lakers had the most ground to cover in their sprint. And, and look, they, they worked their way up to seventh, but like how much is still in the tank? Like they've been playing highly emotional, highly invested basketball for, more than a month, and so they're already sort of in the middle of their playoff. No, you're and, right. And, we've and seen I wonder, this how, yeah, and I wonder how much of that they're going to carry with them as they move into this next round, which was why it was so important for them to try to get out of the play, and you know, just to get a week to to kind of reset. I, I I've said this. I if this was March Madness, and 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 it was just one game series, they'd be a handful. Yeah, they're not built for four long series. So my gut is they'll beat the T Wolves in the play-in, and then they'll beat Memphis, mm-hmm. and then they'll kind of be out of gas, and then they'll have to face a Phoenix or a Warriors sure. with more depth, and they'll just they just won't have the shots. I, I just think that you you know look right like as long as they have Anthony Davis, as long as they have LeBron James, like they feel good about like the puncher's chance, right? This has been sort of the this has been sort of the plan in, in, in the last few years, and I will say this team is better. Um, really than either of the last two versions, in my opinion, even though the, the team coming out of the bubble was a pretty good team before injuries kind of kind of wrecked them. They've got depth, they have shooting, they have some defense. Now they're untested. A lot of players are going to be playing some of their biggest games here in the next week, but 
they're much more balanced basketball team than they've been. And and you watch them, and there's a good energy, there's a good effort. It's just in the postseason, like some of this stuff kind of evens out, yeah. Right, like playing hard, like everybody's going to play hard. That, like yeah. you, you know, the the big free throw imbalance that they've earned because of their physicality, you know that that comes back down a little bit. Um, you don't get as many calls and no, stuff like everybody that. Everybody swallows the whistle. Yeah, and so I think that's the other kind of thing that's in play with them. But look, Colin, I mean, I've been around this team all year. I remember talking to LeBron pretty early in this season and kind of being like, man, it feels like we're at game 90 already. Like it was a slog and they've got good spirit. They've got good energy right now. Um, the fact that they've worked themselves into a winning record um, after not being 500 for 70 plus games this season is is like that was incredibly hard. And I think it speaks to their resilience and the job Darvin Ham's done there. Um, the Warriors are interesting. Yeah. So smartly a month ago, insiders saw it, but Gary Payton acquisitions bigger than you think because now they can go put him on De'Aaron Fox. He's mm-hmm. a wildly disruptive defensive player. Uh, and De'Aaron Fox is such a vital piece of this. Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox are so vital to the Kings. And now you can use, because Clay's not the defender he was. Correct. And Steph's never been great. So now you just you just sick Gary Payton on those guys. And also now Wiggins comes back, who's a very twitchy wing defender. I don't, I guess the question, we all know, if Wiggins was healthy and playing the last month, we'd all like the Warriors. Yeah. The question becomes, Kaminga's in minutes increased, now you pull those back, you put Wiggins up, there's still the pool, Draymond weird chemistry. Peyton now is going to get more minutes than the regular season. A lot of weird moving parts that you're going to unveil in the playoffs, and I don't know how it's going to look. Yeah, I think, Helen, you know, if we were talking about the Lakers or the Clippers or the Kings and, and we put these exact same scenarios on them, I think these are all super valid. It, with the Warriors, though, it's like this, this is almost a decade, it feels like, of culture that they've yeah. built, right? Like that this is a team. To me, to me, one of the biggest things in the postseason is just like knowing who you are and knowing what it takes. This is a team that absolutely knows who it is and absolutely knows what it takes to win. And, yeah, they're integrating a couple new pieces. Like, Jonathan Kaminga is playing a much bigger role. You know, he he was in and out a little bit in the postseason rotation last year um, and has become a really, you know, important thing for important player for what they do. But, like, you know, they got a guy like Kevon Looney, right, like who just knows the right the right place to be all the time. Rebound, defend. That's yeah, what we need. Yeah, you, you know, um, Jordan Poole is now in, in, you know, a big part of this team. And, yeah, he'll take some crazy shots. Bad. But he knows what his job is on this team. Draymond Green, um, this is what he's built for. You know, like this next month and a half of basketball is is exactly who he is. They're a team I really like. I think they're really dangerous. I think, you know, I think most people I talk to around the league view them and Phoenix. Phoenix to be the most dangerous. Golden State maybe right behind them. But I, but I will say this. I was talking to a coach yesterday. There, there was a lot of jockeying, and you heard people talking about, like, who can be the sixth seed? Who can be the team that go, you know, everybody should want to go play the Sacramento Kings. I think there's a little buyer beware there that maybe we've undervalued the Sacramento Kings. They're a team that's been totally drama-free all year. They've been rock-solid consistent in, again, who they are. They've got two players that are going to get all-NBA consideration in Debona Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox maybe the clutchest player in the league this year. And they're going to have insane home court advantage. Like when Sacramento basketball is good or important, it doesn't happen that often. Yeah, it hasn't happened that often. It is going to be wild there, and that is going to be, I think, a wildly entertaining series with a team that that's played well this year. And if they if they are able to beat Golden State, 
will look back at it and say, of course they were. They, yeah. They've done it f- since since October. I can see an East Coast fan watching our show today and say, what about the Eastern Conference playoffs? But we know who's good. We, we know Milwaukee's going to end up in the conference finals. Mm-hmm. I think Boston will. Philly will be wildly entertaining, but we have reservations. Cleveland will beat the Knicks because they have more firepower. And right now, I think Randall's not all the way in physically. Yeah. So you kind of know. I, I feel like the East is top-heavy, weaker at the bottom. The, the most dangerous team in the West could be the sixth seed. So it's a really interesting West. Now, a team that won't make it, uh, and, and um, I'm going to get to the Suns in a second, but... Um, I said earlier, I was talking to a friend last night, Jason Timpf, and I said, I'm seeing the emergence of a Carmelo Luca thing. Mm -hmm. Great offensive player, way refined, well beyond their age early, immediate worship, help team, but not really in shape, don't commit to the defensive end, kind of stubborn with what they are, not willing to move off it. Melo wouldn't just take a step back and shoot a three. Luca will not give up the ball. And you spend GMs and coaches spend their career trying to find a two for him, and it's hard. And I look at Luca, and we can blame Kyrie, but man, Jalen Brunson popped when he went to New York. It's like, bro, whoa. Like, like outside of a Giannis Embiid, you could argue there's some most valuable player arguments. He changed the Knicks. Yeah. Some of this is on Luka, is it not? It is. I mean, but look, Jalen Brunson, important piece in the playoffs last year for a Dallas team that, you know, went to a conference final. Like, it, it, it's the, the pathway to success with them. But this is why them tanking w- was ultimately so disappointing for me as someone who covers this league, but in some of the people I talked to, like, yeah, it made sense. They had the pick protection at 10, and it was a decision between having a first-round pick and not, right? And and that's why they, they veered that direction. But you talk to people about – facing Luka Doncic or Kyrie Irving in a playing game, and it's terrifying. Like, that's how talented those guys both are, right? Kyrie Irving beat the Lakers in Los Angeles, played an amazing game. Luka Doncic has won series for the Dallas Mavericks just by his sort of gravity. I, I, I think there there is going to be a reckoning here soon, whether it is with Luka's relationship with Dallas. That right now he says it's fine. Um, but he's too talented to to be middling and, and, and sort of like not really in contention. I, I think he's got to learn how to do that. Um, I think he is, though, he has the, all of the skills that you would offensively that you would want out of a teammate. Like, no can, question. Can shoot it, can, pa- how can about pass. This, though? How about this, though? The Warriors acknowledge very quickly, here's what Steph is and isn't. Mm-hmm. So we're going to protect them on the defensive end. Instead of trying to make Carmelo and Luka great defenders – that's never going to happen. Sure. So to me, build a team that's tough and physical and just let Luka dominate the ball. Well, the, and, and that's me. the problem is they that was Jalen Brunson. They let him, they and let him leave. And Dorian Finney-Smith. And that was Dorian Finney-Smith, who's a terrific wing defender, and they let him leave. Um, or they traded him for, yeah. for Kyrie. I, 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 I applaud the swing, like what you said. I think going for it is good. I wish more teams – I think the league would be better if more teams looked at the present instead of looking – four, five, six months down the road, or even some cases multiple years down the road, I, I, I think the, the product would improve. But, um, you know, they took a big swing and they missed. And, you know, I think Kyrie's situation there is very tenuous, right? Like, I mean, I, I talk about betting odds. What would the odds be that he'll return? Who, would, who can know? You know, that's, he's the ultimate wild card. And if, that, if he's gone, then where do you move from there? You're on the clock with Luka Doncic, really. And you've, you, like you said, you've tried – a floor spacing center and Kristaps Porzingis, that did not work. You've tried now the guy who's really the ultimate on court p- 
pairing in Kyrie Irving, who is a terrific complimentary superstar because he shoots the ball, yeah, he passes, it makes it. didn't work. And it didn't work. Um, can you find the right defenders around those guys? And, and, and if Kyrie wants to recommit, do you run it back? I, 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 w- I would. I think that, that that talent would. But finding the right rim protector, finding the right wing defenders when you're already pot committed on, on two max level players, that's hard, Colin. Everybody wants those guys. So <clears throat> he's been more brittle than LeBron. But I think the thing that always jumps out to me with, and I've said this about like LeBron James and Michael Jordan, they were great decision makers from mm-hmm. their agents to uh, their shoe company deals. Michael's devotion to his mom, Phil Jackson, David Stern, David Falk, he chose Michael Smart. Mm-hmm. The teammates that he 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 didn't get along with a lot of them totally embraced Scottie Pippen, uh, Phil Jackson totally embraced him. Michael made good business decisions. LeBron mostly has done the same. Yep. Even the Lakers, he moved here for business. He's doubled his net worth and he got a title. Um, and then there are guys who are great, but I question their decisions. I love KD. I thought the move from Golden State to Brooklyn was disastrous. Uh, I said, it's like Mahomes saying, I want to play for the Jets because a buddy's a slot receiver and I really like him. You're not leaving Andy Reid. Like, don't do that. Uh, But in the NBA, he's a star. He's a little bit of a wanderer emotionally. And we are like, all right. But I think what's forgotten in the Brooklyn move is how often, with total nonsense around him, he won. I mean, Kyrie the Vax thing. Simmons won't play. Harden out of shape. Steve Nash, rookie coach. They blew up the chemistry. Right when they when he got there, the chemistry was the play. They blew it up. He, I couldn't tell you the last time he lost a game. That's what I was just gonna say. Is so you know I'm standing over there listening to you and Jason talk, and Jason's you know caping for Luka Doncic and and saying that he's <laughs> you know maybe maybe one of the best players in the league. And I'm sitting here thinking like you know he said Giannis would be a guy I'd consider. Yeah. What about Kevin Durant? And I I know that how availability matters, but Colin, you're right. You, the reason you don't know the last time he lost a game is because he doesn't lose games anymore. He's lost two games, I believe, since November 25th this year when he's played. It's insane. It is a crazy stat. And, and he is... He was a, he he plays was a call. Def, he plays defense. Oh, he's always been a willing defender. It, you know, he makes every shot. He is, he is a foot on the three-point line against Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if his foot... I mean, if you start looking at his career... If you look at the nonsense that he dealt with in Brooklyn, the fact that they were a playoff team and a viable one, it's unbelievable. Yeah, he's chosen the the wrong super friends along <laughs> like kind of along the way, right? Like like the 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 Hall of Justice hasn't always been totally filled the way you'd want it to be. But but I think um you, you know, look, he is in a fantastic situation oh. in Phoenix. Um, a, re- a really good complete basketball team. I have some depth concerns, like little things that kind of have happened over the last week that that make you worry. Like, I was at a game against the Lakers. They had sat all their players, yeah. second out of the back-to-back. And, you know, Bismack Biombo knocks knees with Anthony Davis and, like, has to be helped off the court. Seemingly minimal thing. But in the playoffs, like losing your backup center, a guy that you trust to to protect the rim if DeAndre Ayton is out, or you you don't know what'll happen, like those things start to catch up. And they traded a really really good player in Mikel Bridges to get Kevin Durant. Um, I, I, again, when we talk about perfect fits for what teams do, yeah, 
everybody should but watch Mikel Bridges. But, everybody, but you don't not get Kevin Durant because of yeah, Mikel you can't Bridges. get Kevin Durant. The, here's the other thing: is the reason the Phoenix thing they worked. tried. I mean, they tried oh, to not get him without Mikel Bridges, and and obviously, that and was I think the, the reason the KV, KD thing works with Phoenix is number one, he's great, and he's a classic plug and play, and guy. he works everywhere, everywhere. Mm-hmm. But the second reason is I think Phoenix, between Monty and Chris Paul, knew what they needed. And I think everybody in the room went, DeAndre is not really mature enough in big spots. They don't trust him. And uh, if Devin Booker has an off night, Chris Paul's like, who scores for us? Mm -hmm. So it's the classic, we're bringing a guy that's going to take a bunch of shots and be the star. But like this thing, this Phoenix story had plateaued and was like going over the cliff and literally one guy. So I think trades work when everybody in the room knows, God, we need blank. And blank arrives. His yeah. length, his defense, because Aiton's not a great rim defender. So they get length. They get a shot maker. He doesn't take. He doesn't need the ball. I mean, it's just he is exactly. And you could say everybody needs Kevin Durant, and that would be true. I would as just well. say, Colin, this sounds like what like what everybody would. Every team in the league would would have made that move, right? Because he's that good. I, I do think, though, you know, you you did touch on it. And there was a sense that maybe their window was starting to close a little bit. You know, that that as Chris Paul had gotten older, there was the drama in the offseason with DeAndre Ayton and, and his restricted free agency, which was messy, and his sort of output on the, the court was up and down. They obviously had ownership drama throughout the year. It, it was um, the times I was around Phoenix early in the season. It wasn't always a very pleasant situation no it started getting uh, ugly you, you know um like we talked i remember we talked to monty williams in the preseason at one point and they, like it was bleak and they had depth concerns and stuff like that and and, and they just lost to uh adelaide i believe an australian an, like an australian a professional australian basketball team they lost to in the preseason it it, it looked like you know maybe this window is, is not as wide as, as you think it is and instead you know they swing this deal um, you know, they've had some weird luck, obviously. Kevin Durant getting hurt in pregame warm-ups is not ideal. But but look, he's I think he's going to be fine in the playoffs. Also, I think I saw a report he's going to play 40-plus minutes. And you get 40-plus minutes of that guy on the court, ultimate mismatch, he, he, you can't guard him. I think Clippers are in big trouble. That's going to be a fast. I, I, I think the one thing that the Clippers have, there's two things the Clippers have. Ty, Ty Lue, terrific playoff coach. Yeah. And I think that they also have the right kind of – they they have as much length and size on yeah. the wing as anybody. But are in those the are those wings now old? They're older, you know. Certainly, like Robert Covington isn't the player he was Morris. three or four years ago. Uh, three or four years ago, but this is a team that can credibly kind of create certain matchups. You can put Kawhi Leonard on Kevin Durant, and you can say when they need him, like go challenge him. Like there were a couple possessions when they played the Lakers the other day where like Kawhi. Locked up LeBron and and both and, and and LeBron tried to lock up Kawhi and like they can do that like as a break break in case of an emergency thing they've got you know Nicholas Batum is a terrific defender and has size and has length they've got guys at the rim they're they're sort of built to for this in the playoffs obviously not having Paul George is a huge blow yeah. if they had had Paul George this series would be epic I I, I think though you know I, I mean if you're gonna catch Phoenix like catch them early like as they're still trying to figure everything out yeah. a little bit in the postseason you're gonna have to beat a really good team eventually and the Clippers aren't about winning a series like this is a team that has title aspirations so you're gonna have to beat some good teams along the way you might as well get out of the way Dan Wojcicki LA Times 
By the way, you know, beyond you and the excellent coverage, the L.A. Times drought map is fantastic. Do you watch the drought map? Every Thursday morning it comes out. I mean, I feel like I haven't had to see it much lately in Southern California. Now it's all like light yellow and white. We're home free. My (laughs) wife's like, will it stop raining? These guys make fun of me on the staff. I come in every Thursday morning. You're a big precipitation guy now? I am like a weather nerd. And every Thursday morning I come into the meeting. I'm like, have you seen the L.A. Times drought map? We're home free. It was blood red to pale. Look at J Mac has no idea. The West. You can start, was you can start taking a, longer showers now. Colin, Colin, Colin can monitor your, your your shower time. Awesome. The West was in a drought for twenty five years. Yeah. Twenty five years. Well, I mean, you know, you mentioned skiing. I was in um, Utah this week, uh, so last week. Yeah, and they had like something like eight hundred. Their skiers had eight hundred <laughs> inches of snow. It was incredible. Dan Wakey. it's great seeing you, man. Good seeing you too. Hi. Let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Decovis is your stop before attending your next concert. All Decovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Decovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Decovis store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. I love it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Decovis.com. Stores are great, but it's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 